This episode of Ready, Set, Pwn is brought to you by Circle K, who currently has exclusive Vancouver Titans Froster Cups available at participating Circle K and Max convenience stores here in Western Canada. With six different cups available, maybe you'll grab a bumper, or maybe you'll grab a slime. Maybe you'll grab the entire set of six. Whatever you do, though, don't wait too long. These exclusive collector cups are only available while supplies last. Oh, and uh, one last thing. Once you've picked up a cup or you've picked up all six, shoot us a picture of it on Twitter by tagging us at ReadySetPone. Hey, and while you're at it, tag Circle K2 at Circle K West Can just to let them know RSP sent you. Five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice that loves you the most, joined virtually by Sam at another Sam Chan and Omni at Omni Strife, who I believe equally love all of you, save for maybe Sam, who's a little upset that he had to go and put together some acrostic poems. I have regrets. Yeah. You're not the only one who probably has regrets. Our listeners will after you read them, which you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode to hear because I don't want to scare you off so quickly. I was just uh, thinking about that as the, the experienced uh, poem writer here. You got you to gotta dig deeper into your sadness to achieve uh, perfection there. That's the thing. It's an off week. There's, there's no sadness. There's no hack. There's not. There's well, nothing. there you go. That, that's your like source of sadness. There's nothing. The feel of emptiness. You know, on that note of being an off week, it's been pretty quiet. Eh? Like there's not much that we're going to be able to talk about this episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. I, I mean, Omni and I have been quiet. You you had yourself a little road trip. Well, that's true. That's uh, me, uh, Wife Force, and Baby Force. We went down to Seattle for that uh, Vancouver Titans meet and greet. Now, <laughs> as I talked about on the bonus episode, the special harsh episode. Harsh. Did you like how I named that one? I loved it. I if we get to interview like Francesco Aquilini, will we call the episode Francesco Sode or Aquilini Sode? I would probably go with Francesco Sode. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Aren't you, you glad you're part of this podcast, Sam? What'd you do with Kitty Force? Uh, so, uh, yeah, Kitty Force went to uh, my sister's house. Um, we obviously had plans to go down to Seattle well before we walked out of PetSmart with a kitten. So I had to make some uh, special arrangements there, but, uh, no, it was, it was a good trip. I learned something about traveling with a two-year-old. Um, it's a lot longer to drive, uh, two, um, when you go through the border, having a two-year-old in the back seat, it's like carry on. Like I, I kid you not, we get to Peace Arch border crossing, every line's moving. The one I pick, however, not so much. It's like a five to 10 minute interview per vehicle it got to the point where I could do nothing and other lanes were empty because I'd reached that point where they've got the cement pillars and that. So I'm like, we get up to the border guard and it's like, what are you doing? We're going on to Seattle. And then he's like, Oh, is she shy? Oh my goodness. I think I scared her. Here you go. Carry on. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta bring baby force with me wherever I go. You got a uh, nexus that crap, man. Well, okay. I have nexus, but the wife uh, and daughter don't. So I, I gain no benefit when I travel with them. So you say I should get a kid before I try and cross the border. 
Well, I'm not suggesting that you go and, and just get a kid because that can actually work out um, to your detriment. If you just go grab some random kid and try to take them across the border, I'm pretty sure that's frowned upon. And should I use the same kid like coming in and out of Canada? Okay. This <laughs> podcast episode is gone strange. People are like tuning in to learn about the Vancouver Titans and we're talking about some crazy stuff. Um, but back on uh, topic. The uh, the actual trip was successful. Had a good time. Uh, got to sit down and interview Harsha. Got to sit down and interview the director of uh, esports, South Carolina Entertainment, Tim Holloway. You're going to hear Tim a little bit later in the episode. Uh, got to hear some uh, Q and A from. Uh, we had uh, Twilight, Summons of Stitch, uh, Bumper, as well as the new translator June, who was there. And, uh, as well, you know, talk to, uh, friends of the show, joystick club, the podcast from South of the border and a few other people. So, you know, I, I, I don't think we should, uh, dilly dally any longer. Let's uh, get straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. I have to admit it was so hard to be sitting on the news that I discovered this weekend, not only when the Vancouver Titans homestands were going to be, but the entire 2020 schedule for the Overwatch League. I've been sitting on this stuff since this weekend, but thankfully that news has now come out and here at Ready, Set, Pwn, we're able to share it with you. Uh, boys, on a scale of one to Reinhardt, how hyped are you that we have two very specific homestand dates here in Vancouver? I'm super excited. Like it's... The biggest news since, I don't know, since the expansion announcement, to me at least, uh, it leaked into mainstream. I mean, we saw it uh, appear on the big R Vancouver subreddit, it's, and it was pretty exciting to read the comments there. Uh, it's also a great time to be visiting Vancouver, right? Canucks don't play. Not sure about the Warriors and how their schedule is. <laughs> you sure but, the Canucks don't play? Okay. Well, on, on, on July. not play. Probably well, <laughs> No, the July the July dates are safe. The May dates, eh, maybe not. Maybe hold on, hold on. Didn't they just sign Benning again for like an extension? Or all right, let, let's not leak that's into uh, that's a, a whole different podcast. I think there's that. another one for that hosted by the, another guy. I know, like uh, Chris Golden. I think his name is. Yeah, it's some other guy. Um, but uh, yes, the dates are May 16, 17, as well as July 4, 5. Uh, so your Vancouver Titans will be playing here in Vancouver. But the other component of the schedule, which wasn't entirely clear to everyone, is there is going to be, well, not no longer a Blizzard Arena in LA, uh, yeah. but the Blizzard Arena experience that we have come to love over the last two seasons is essentially going away because the entire season is more aligned with your traditional sports schedule. That's right. The Vancouver Titans will either be playing at home or they'll be playing on the road, which looking at the schedule, they'll be playing along the road a lot, but they're going to Asia. So for those of you who tune in uh, from Korea, you're going to be able to see the Vancouver Titans a little bit. Uh, uh, I think it's midway through is when they do the Korean road trip to uh, right. uh, take on a few of the teams there. They're going to Europe. They're going throughout the United States. If there wasn't a miss in my mind, neither does Vancouver go to Toronto, nor does Van Toronto come to Vancouver? They do play each other, but they play each other in Europe. Yeah. Do you want me to go through this really quickly? Well, no, 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 no. I, mean, I just wanted to get into the highlights here. <laughs> All but, 28 uh, games? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 boom, no, no boom, not boom, the games. Boom, boom. But, but to travel arrangements. You know, I think I should visualize that like a map or sort of thing that I, we will just post on Twitter. Much better idea. But 
I think what we should do right now is I had a chance, as I said, to sit down with uh, Tim Holloway, the director of esports for Aquilini Entertainment, and he gave us some thoughts on not only the 2020 season, but how 2019 is currently panning up. So let's throw it over to me and Tim. So it's Chris here down at Virtual Sports in Tuckwillow, Washington, and I have a very special guest. We've got Tim Holloway, the director of uh, esports uh, with the Vancouver Titans and uh, primarily the Aquilini Entertainment Group. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for sitting down with us here. No, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for uh, thanks for making the trek. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who aren't here in Seattle, this venue is phenomenal. Like I, I think we have bits and pieces of this venue around Metro Vancouver, yeah. but nothing like this place. This is a great uh, location and I'm I'm pretty stoked that uh, we're going to be able to hear more from the, the team that's made the trip up. Absolutely, and, and you know, we can't touch on, just as you, as you as you mentioned, uh, how amazing this this uh, this facility is. It's over 27,000 square feet. I was just talking to, to Brian Deller, the, the owner there, and um, you know, we, we were kind of laughing. This is like uh, every kid's and adult's dream of, a, of kind of a more uh, e-sport based or even uh, kind of technology-focused Dave & Buster's which is which yeah. is really cool yeah. yeah and uh and even right now i mean we've had i i'm gonna guess probably over 100 people lining up that have been here for 30 minutes and we still got a couple minutes before the uh before the event even starts so it's really really good uh strong support already yeah and uh, you know what i think uh what i found uh, uh real interesting uh just about this venue before we move on to the actual team mm-hmm. was that they feel the titans here were able to play some you know virtual laser tag like when i grew up with laser tag i thought it was pretty cool yeah. but i wore a vest and a gun yeah. and i was in a real foggy like warehouse yeah yeah, yeah. this was like next level it blew blew me away and it was it was yeah it was really really cool it was, it was actually fun just to watch them and and uh, it's obviously so entertaining when you when you're watching people in virtual reality and how yeah. they operate but i know the players are having a blast just testing all the games and and uh, just how far you know this whole space has come uh, it's pretty amazing yeah so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the current season right now Absolutely. so the vancouver titans uh, are for lack of a better description having a whole lot of success mm-hmm. is it was this expected do you think coming into this season like i'm not to suggest that you don't think that hey we're going to be doing well yeah like this is really well yeah no and and you know it's 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 kind of funny I, I was actually just watching uh an interview with with uh jj watt in, in the houston texas mm-hmm. and he, he made a comment that i find is 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 so uh transparent to every professional team is before the season starts everyone thinks they're they're great and everyone thinks they're going to be you know 28 yeah. no or whatever maybe but the thing that the titans i think have done really really well is is grow off their success from uh, uh, contenders last year and, and mm-hmm. champions and they came in and they were very humble very hardworking, and they, they just have that that perfect um, attitude of they are very talented but they work 10 times harder than their talent and yeah. I and I think that's just truly reflected um, in their in their um, uh, standing right now in the, in the during the regular season yeah no doubt and as I mean we're coming into the the playoff push I think my, ourselves here on Ready Set Pawn I know a lot of the other uh, podcasts we're following uh, the Titans are our clear cut favorite mm-hmm. and uh, you know I don't see any reason why to doubt that even with the shift in meta like I think that mm-hmm. was the the thing that uh, raised the biggest question for us is that with you know any esports uh, platform is there is a shift as patches come out the game evolves yep. and we've seen a lot of evolution we're going to see even more evolution when the playoffs come absolutely the hero and yeah. uh, some hero adjustments that uh, came out with the recent patch yeah uh, is this you know i think you come from the traditional sports background yes this is quite a bit different than traditional sports like you look at the nhl they don't go suddenly decide yeah we're going to play four and four the rest of the season <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly and and, and just to, just to touch on i mean if it being the clear-cut favorite i gotta say like that hasn't the 
the players haven't changed that, that work ethic of, mm-hmm. of being the underdog and the resilience and per- perseverance they showed last season and just their entire story. So that's why, I mean, we, we, we hope for the best and, 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 uh, but the work ethics there that I, that I hope we make a strong push to hopefully being a, a grand finals champion. Um, and then actually to, to go back to the traditional sport background, it's, you're, you're entirely right, but, uh, just, you know, there are some big differences for yeah. sure, but it, it's amazing how just on that professional elite level, how, that work ethic and that competition is just, it's almost embedded in every professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that, that I'm even, I'll say right now, I have changed my tone of esports and specifically obviously Overwatch and the Vancouver Titans. They approach it just like any, any other professional athlete in any sort of traditional sport. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing to see that way. But, uh, back to you. And then, uh, just to loop back to, to the, I think the, the, the first question is how crazy would that be if, if at the NFL it's just like, no, 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 no now we're going to only have, you know, two linemen and six other wide receivers. Like oh, it's yeah. just, it boggles my yeah, exactly. So it just shows, I think, just how talented these these players are. Uh, once you get to the Overwatch League level, that they can adapt, and and I think it it goes it speaks volumes of of Harsh and how he coaches. Um, that with with these meta and, and uh, changes that the Titans have still kind of found a way to to still be um, quite a quite a dominant team. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm sitting down to talking to you right now is that uh, season three has already started to sort of come down a pipeline. We've seen uh, the discussion how there will be homestand events throughout the entire Overwatch League, uh, unlike the current season, which we just had the three, I would say, small air quote events. Yeah. I mean, they weren't small no. <laughs> where they were, yeah. but three is uh, much a bit different. Yes. And uh, as those of you who are listening right now, it's Wednesday for you. Uh, we're actually here a little ahead of time, but uh, news News is broke. Yes, that the schedule is is coming out, and Vancouver is getting how many homestand events? Yeah, so two homestand uh, events next uh, next year, which we're really excited about. That um, we'll be at uh, at our home at Rogers Arena, which mm-hmm. which we're you know, can't be more excited for. And um, so May sixteenth and seventeenth uh, is our first homestand, and then our second will be July fourth and July fifth, which is which is pretty cool. I, I find uh, the, the second one I'm I'm really looking forward to just with the the July fourth Independence Day holiday or holiday in the States. Yeah. And we have Atlanta and Philadelphia. So a lot of U.S. history there, which yeah. is kind of pretty cool. And hopefully we can get a, a great, uh, you know, Canada versus U.S. almost vibe in, in uh, Rogers Arena. Well, and I, you know, speaking to uh, the fans in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. being uh, Independence Day on the weekend, it's a yeah. lot easier for you to make that trip up to Vancouver to check that game out live. A- absolutely, absolutely, and that, that's, I mean, one of the uh, the main focus today, and, and one of our key focuses uh, as we as we build out the, the, the Vancouver Titans is that you know we really want to um, uh, energize the entire Pacific Northwest, not mm-hmm. just Vancouver, and uh, it's overwhelming how much how many fans. And how, how much uh, the support we get from from Seattle, Portland, uh, you know, Bellingham, Blaine, everything like that. So uh, I'm I'm calling on all our fans in uh, in the Pacific Northwest to uh, to come up that definitely uh, for that weekend, but also May 16, 17. Oh yeah, and, no, I just and, know it's easier when you have like for me, I have a day job. So yeah, oh no, it's a little sure. bit hard yeah. to travel. It, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but now so, there you have no excuses. There's no excuse, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris and Tim are calling everyone. Out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it and and just to come back to the Seattle support, it, it, even today, it's it's palpable how. how how uh, the passion and the the um, uh, the synergies between uh, our fans in Vancouver as well. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, looking over the the schedule for for next season, I think this was this was a question that everyone had: is was it going to be homestand events and then everything will be played in LA? And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Season three is a series of homestand events. Exactly. It's, it's akin to what we would see in the traditional sports world, yep. where you you play on the road, you play at home, you travel. 
And, uh, you know, for logistics having to be sorted out, I would presume that means the team is now going to be the Vancouver, the Vancouver Titans. And I'm not sure you're going to take anything out of it. They've just yeah. been, they've been in LA because that's where they play. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it, I mean, if anyone again can, can kind of put that into context, imagine if the Vancouver Canucks were playing in Las Vegas for the last four years. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it was so different. Um, but now every franchise across the board that I've spoken to is just overwhelmingly, uh, happy and, and can't, you know, can't wait for, for our city based teams to be in our, our, our home cities and especially uh, Vancouver coming up I know the guys are really really excited and uh, and uh, we're excited to have them yeah and I you know I think it'll be really neat to one having them in Vancouver because like I, one of the things that we've actually uh, had uh, people ask oh you know when you see them you know what do they think about Vancouver what do they think about Vancouver and I'm going to imagine we're here in Seattle the meet and greet someone's mm-hmm. going to say what do you think about Seattle yeah. um, we're very proud of of where we live and, oh, and, and, absolutely. and whatnot. And we want uh, the team to experience that just the same. So I think that'll be really cool. And plus, uh, I'm a, Vancouver, a biased Vancouver sports fan. Yeah. I love when, you know, the teams, the players are here. Yeah. And I, mean, I we've seen, I'll use hockey. So for yeah. those of you who follow the NHL, yeah. uh, you know, Trevor Linden, former Vancouver Canuck, is yeah. not from Vancouver, but he is... For all intents and purposes, from Vancouver. Vancouver, now, exactly. Right? Yeah. How cool would it be? And I mean, I'm yeah. old enough to remember. How yeah. cool would it be that a Vancouver Titan would yeah. play for Vancouver and yeah. decide this is where I want to be now? I'm I'm coming here exactly. I mean, I, I believe Trevor Linden resides in Vancouver and, and a laundry list of other. Oh, yeah, yeah, so even even the Sedins, I think, are, are staying here as well. And it, yeah. I think that speaks volumes to just the natural beauty of Vancouver, mm-hmm. but also the overwhelming support they got as players. And I actually I, I can't wait for 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 Bumper and 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 Stitch and those guys to feel just how much they're loved and followed in Vancouver. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think that not to suggest that that can't be done now. It's just a little yeah. bit harder. Right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. to your point, the Vancouver yeah. Canucks played in so, Vegas all the time. Well, there's yeah. a lot of Canadians down there yeah. probably from Vancouver. Yeah. It's just not it's the just, same. It's not the same, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I was actually taking a look over the course of the schedule and, uh, you know, the Vancouver Titans will be making a, a trip through Asia. Yeah. They'll be uh, traveling to Europe as well. Um, no trip to Toronto. Not no. that I have a problem with that yeah. because, you know, I'm Vancouver and all. Exactly. Uh, but they do play the Defiant. I think yeah, it was yeah. in on one of the European trips. Uh, uh, over, yeah, um, on, over there. Yeah. yeah. And, over you know, across the pond. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I guess, you know, looking at how there is going to be all of this, this travel, um, you know, how does that you know, change the dynamic of, of the league like times, for instance, I'll talk to that, like uh, a match in Asia uh, at a convenient time, not so convenient to us here in Vancouver, no yeah. different to Europe. And that's a little bit different. Like you look at traditional sports, yeah. right? And I'll use the NHL or, yeah. you know, Major League Baseball NFL. For us, it's a three hour difference yeah. to an Eastern start. Um, whereas, you know, occasionally when the NFL goes to London, okay, I got a real. So, you know, I, I get that it's important to, to have these, these trips, um, but do you think it'll have as big an effect on the local market, or is it just going to help grow the market even more? I, I think I think the latter, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in a glo- unlike any other professional sport, we're a global audience. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, everyone can't be happy of every game, but I, I can tell you absolutely from from the department heads of the league to every franchise, yeah. I think we really built this out to the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I'm actually kind of looking forward to, and I know that I know our players, anyways, as uh, Titans are are uh, up for it, but just the the grind. That, that's going to be of, of doing that Asia swing and 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 the the, the global travel again, mm-hmm. where that's unlike any other sport, you know. Yeah. So it'll be pretty interesting and uh, and uh, to see see how the, the players react and, and I think they'll flourish through it. 
Yeah. And I, you know, again, I follow traditional sports. Uh, there's always a, uh, not a complaint, but maybe a grumble that Vancouver always has tough travel. Yeah, travel. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter what, what sport yeah. you play in. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver has tough travel. Yeah. Uh, the Titans, I think, are going to now get the award for, yeah, exactly. for tough travel. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. When you, when you're doing Asia swings and European swings, uh, yeah. yeah. It's all, all in the same season. Yeah. That's, uh, awesome. I think they'll take the crown as well. Um, anything else that, uh, you can think that, uh, would be of interest to tell us about, uh, to season three? Again, I know we're all real excited. And there's a lot more to come down the pipeline. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think it starts uh, early February, but it looks like it's going to end a little bit earlier in August as opposed to the current season. It's going to run a little bit later. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the format is changing, so we have the, mm-hmm. the different divisions in that. But, uh, you know, Titan specific, any anything there is that the plan is, is we're going to take what we're laying as a foundation and, and building up. Exactly. Like, like any sport team. And uh, we're just, we're taking, you know, season one, we've learned a lot of lessons. We're still learning. I mean, especially esports, you know, and as, as, as a whole, and especially um, being the first professional esport uh, league or city-based league. Yeah. We're, we're learning a lot, the, the league and the franchises. And we, I think we've built so far, even with the success up to date, we've built an absolute great fan, uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but as a franchise, as a coach, and as a, I know the players as well uh, we're looking to, to always climb the ladder Okay. And I, I think I would be remiss if I don't ask, because again, uh, you know, for those of us who follow the podcast, uh, we've seen that uh, the Aquilini Tournament Group, uh, Luminosity, what have you, yep. there's been a lot of activity to grow the, the eSports pillar. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I, and, uh, you know, I, I look east. We have yep. uh, Overactive Media, yep. who's really gone global. Grow guy, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do you... Maybe you can't say, but is there any sort of desire to do what Overactive is doing, where it's truly global? Is the focus going to be, hey, we're going to we're going to focus on our space here and. and yeah, I mean, on the, on the luminosity side, I can't get too much into that. Yeah, no, but, yeah, sorry. They, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be, they'll be exci- very exciting announcements coming up. So, so just uh, stay on that. If, if you are following that, please, please keep following that. But right now, the Vancouver Titans are, uh, for lack of a better word, worried about the, the, the Vancouver Titans, you know, and I yeah. think like any proper brand or franchise or, or company, when you focus on the little things and build it out not too fast, not too slow and really, um, um, absorb what your community and, and grand, grassroot uh, fan base is saying, mm-hmm. I think that's the way you properly build it out. But, um, yeah, you know what? We're excited. Uh, I know the players are excited to come to Vancouver and, you know, our community and fan base can ex- expect, uh, electrifying atmosphere, you know, uh, DJs, music, uh, you know, family activations, but also somewhere really cool where, uh, very approachable as well for people that may not be into esports or this is their first yeah. live event. They're going to be entertained. I'll say that. And, th- and this is what it's all about is that, uh, that entertainment and, uh, enjoyment. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the event's about to start here. So thanks, Tim, for taking time out of your schedule here. Uh, Again, that's uh, Tim Holloway, the director of uh, eSports with the Aquilini Tenor Group. Um, Hopefully we can uh, sit down and and talk again uh, soon. Absolutely. Thanks again, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. So as we just heard, you know, Tim, pretty stoked about the fact that we now have these dates. Talked a little bit about what we should uh, come to expect when the Titans do play here in Vancouver. Uh, I know they're, they've used this term activations for those who've seen fan activations. That just means something to do. So like having fans involved and having it like a, almost like a carnival or festive atmosphere to really drive the energy. Uh, the prices that we didn't really get into on the interview with Tim, well, they have come out. Uh, so to, Put your deposit down for the first weekend. That's May 16, 17. Uh, if you want bowl seats, it's a $50 deposit. If you want floor seats, it's a $100 deposit. And that's a one deposit, one seat. So you want two seats, that's two deposits. And then the prices for bowl will be $80 and up. The prices for floor will be $180 and 
up. And that gets you the entire weekend, all matches. There are going to be four. But uh, I do know that for some, that price point was like, wow, I didn't expect that. But then when you actually sort of break it down, it's a reasonable number per match, being that there will be four that you'll be able to watch, two of which are the Vancouver Titans play in. Are the two of you going to be there March 16, or I'm sorry, March 16, May 16? Stand corrected. I'll definitely be going. I'm not sure if it'll be a bowl or a floor, floor seat. I'll just probably pick the one you guys will go with so we can uh, hang out together. Uh, yeah, I think we need to have a sidebar meeting about that. But definitely. where we're going to sit. Definitely. And, and like, who's going to wear what? We don't want to wear the same thing, right? So that's kind of weird. Yeah, that would be weird. I mean, one of us will have to dress up. The other person will have to dress down. <laughs> the uh, now would be a great uh, moment to mention our Patreon. The the one thing that uh, I w- want to point out because again, Rogers Arena. Not everyone has been there. Are those that have been there have probably been there for hockey games? Uh, maybe the Vancouver Warriors lacrosse. Um, Heck, if you're as old as me, you remember when the Vancouver Voodoo, the Vancouver Ravens, and the, the Vancouver what? Grizzlies. No, the Grizzlies I know. What the hell is the Vancouver Voodoo? Tell me about it. It was a roller hockey team. Wow. Like we're what? talking like rollerblades. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was anyhow. The <laughs> I'm old, right? I remember these Bad. things. In the traditional sports setup, people will be like, oh man, that doesn't seem like there'll be good seats. But I think what we're going to see, because they've said that it's going to be a, you know, they're looking at about a, a capacity for about 6,000. And right. obviously the, the arena can go bigger than that. So maybe if there are a requirement for more seats, they can make that happen. But I think they'll go for half sort of bowl seating in a similar vein to what they've done with some of their uh, Canucks season ticket mm-hmm. holder events. So they have a concert. stage that's, well, concert, yeah, but like in the concert setup, the half stage generally is where the everyone's, the, the concert stage sort of is on one end and then everyone sits. Yeah. The reason I suggest more of the season ticket holder events is because the stage is immediately below the big screen and it's in position in such a fashion that you're able to sort of look at both at the same time. So here's the thing, like... They have actually mentioned in their official F, uh, F, uh, Q&A that they are going for that theater-style bowl configuration that would you know, seat a capacity of 6,000 fans. Now, that doesn't mean that they cannot um, have more. I've looked into some TI-8, you know, the data finals that happened here in 2018, and they definitely fill out the entire arena. I mean, that was a culmination of the entire year. I guess if at some point, which I hope we will get the opportunity to host the grand finals, they'll probably open the entire um, stadium arena. But for for these types of games, it makes sense to seat around 6,000 fans. And and looking around at the other uh, venues, most Overwatch League teams go around that same type of capacity. But not all in an, an arena. Like you got to consider yeah. a lot of them are going into the, they're actually going into theaters. It would be right, akin right. to the Titans playing in the Queen Elizabeth theater here in Vancouver. Um, and just same ballpark in, t- in terms of oh, how yeah. many people are going to sit. Yeah. The number is totally on, on board. But like I, I personally, when I look like if I compare what they could do with the Rogers arena to what they would do in the Queen Elizabeth theater and have six, you know, I don't know what the capacity of the QE theater is, but let's say for argument's sake, we'll keep it simple. 6,000 and 6,000. I would imagine the person sitting sort of further away in Rogers arena still has a much better experience than the person sitting way back in the queen Elizabeth theater, just because of the the structure of the building itself. Like Rogers arena has got 
uh, LED everywhere. You've got the ring. Jumbotron. You've got the Jumbotron. <laughs> Heck, they got LED in the stanchions, which obviously won't be there, but they can put them maybe behind to really enhance the experience. Like, yeah, it's, I think Rogers Arena was almost built with this in mind. And, and as you pointed out, when the International is in town, they yeah. filled that building up. And as we talked about with Tim, please don't expect that, oh, well, they could do this for this, they'll do this for that. The TIA is, is like grand final material. If we have yeah. grand finals here in Vancouver, oh, yeah, I think they could fill that building up, no problem. Step it up, Queen Elizabeth Theater. <laughs> no, no LEDs or nothing? Come on. I think it's like it's it's totally different vibe too, right? Like, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah! Like sitting in like plush, like velour seating with old like. You, you probably need to wear pants to Kiwi Theater, right? Uh, uh, no service. Yeah, Something like that a tie too. Do wear some sort of pants when you guys go for the match, though. <laughs> you think they'll have uh, they'll have uh, boxes available for the uh, the homestand? Maybe get ourselves a suite. Maybe we'll have an RSP suite. Maybe that'll be great. I, I mean, some of the players don't even wear shoes. Let's uh, take it step by step. Well, Stitch was wearing shoes uh, in their the last match Stepped that he played. all in. over them. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Like, it's why not wear sandals at that point? Dude, if, if, if you're a Patreon member, you'll notice that I actually went and scoped out the shoes. They're $600 shoes. Hmm. He can I probably afford four seats. $60 pair of shoes. And so, you don't step all over them. I do not know because I want those sixty dollars shoes to last a long time. Anyhow, so, uh, one more thing: like we saw, you you guys want to talk about the fact that we host just two, and some teams get to host a bit more than that. Like the Washington Justice get five. Yeah, I, there was this user on Reddit, um, MS Trite sixty one, or M. Yeah, MS Trite. So he pointed out the fact that half of the games will happen in either Dallas, Washington, Guangzhou, LA, Paris, and Philly. And the rest of the league gets the other half. So that's pretty interesting. Well, so not knowing the specifics as to the conversations that uh, took place, we have to consider that the Overwatch League season is going to start in February of 2020. And look at Vancouver. The The arena has been booked for the Vancouver Canucks, the Vancouver Warriors. Concerts right. have been booked. So, like, space is at a premium until the summer. So, I think there's a lot of that that's mm. happening where you have a lot of these teams playing in multi-use facilities. On top of that, it could very well be that logistically some teams have an advantage because they maybe got all their ducks in a row sooner than others. And we don't know. Like, no one has come from the Overwatch League to say, Hey, ready, set, pwn. Here are all these juicy details that no one else knows. So you can share as much as I would love for them to come and do that. Well, but I, in, yeah, in the in the Discord, sorry to cut you off. Like it does yeah. show that the Justice and Mayhem traveled the least next year. Yeah. So I mean, your ducks in a row theory has has a uh, has merit to it since you know they've been eliminated since what stage one. Yeah. It's, so they've, they've had a lot of time to plan things through. Exactly. So, I mean, not, whether that has anything to do with it, we don't know. But you're right. Yeah, they've had that opportunity. We'll get plenty. Yeah, we'll get plenty of time to plan for uh, season 2021 as we travel six sixty one thousand miles. Well, Vancouver teams always travel the most, and Tim and That's I spoke true. about it in that interview. There, right? It's it's nothing new to the Vancouver Canucks, who have one of the worst travel schedules out of any NHL team. The Grizzlies, it was always a problem. In fact, <laughs> half the players would just they bring it up in interviews. I don't want to be here because the travel sucks. Well, the problem is it's just the reality <sighs> of the Pacific Northwest, and the fact most of the teams in North American sports are 
or out east. I uh, do uh, have some curiosity as to what to expect, though, for the July 4th, 5th weekend. So you have both the Fusion and the uh, Justice making a trip uh, to Vancouver for Independence Day. The Independence Day Mm -hmm. long weekend, I think, was very strategic for the Vancouver Titans looking to cash in on the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. and all the fans that might be south of the border. Any games in Canada Day or not really? Well, no, because they only play Saturday, Sunday. Oh, right, 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 right. And that's, you know, another new thing with the schedule is that, uh, well, I should qualify that Saturday and Sunday local time. Because I don't (laughs) Mm. know if the two of you have gone through when the Vancouver Titans will actually be playing time-wise. But we might be watching a number of VODs or maybe one of you might stay up sleeping. Stop the, sleeping. Yeah, sleeping is for, you know, yeah, weaker people. Yeah, no kidding. So there might be some Friday games for us, but that's actually not because they're Friday. It's because they're in Asia and they're playing on uh, on Saturday. Or there. ones in uh, Paris or London. Well, the Paris and London ones, um, because it's only really an eight-hour difference for us here in Vancouver, ultimately, it's just really early. But yeah. uh, for, for Asia, there's... I'd rather do really late than really early, personally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can't wake up early. I hated talking to London when 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 I had business calls there. Gotcha. Well, see, I'm I'm a, an early riser. I'm not the night owl like my daughter and my wife happen to be. So <laughs> I'll get them to watch Overwatch League, like, take notes, and give them to me. Yeah, she'll be like what three by then or whatever. It's about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's old enough. She'll be boosting you in Overwatch by then. She'll be boosting oh. me for sure. Yeah, she could probably boost both of us at the same <laughs> time. Right now, at two. Um, so, you know, we're going to talk more about the, the 2020 schedule as, as the episode goes on, but let's talk a little bit more about the Vancouver Titans and what they're up to. So as we had already mentioned, they were down in Seattle for a meet and greet, um, through the Q and a, it was actually, um, kind of fun. Like the, I don't know if it's that they've been, you know, better prepped over the course of the season, um, or if they've maybe become more comfortable doing these types of events. But I felt that the Q and a was a little more laid back and relaxed than the earlier one was here in Vancouver. And, you know, we had quotes from, from bumper. One of the questions was, do you consider super arrival and bumpers responses? (laughs) I don't consider super arrival distinct pause yet. (laughs) So that, that got a laugh. And then um, another one was when they were going through and, and saying, which player would they delete? Uh, so the um, couple would delete Doomfist. Um, May was another one being deleted. I thought Soman Sue said Zarya, but apparently having reviewed the, uh, the stream. Symmetra. Symmetra. Yeah. And I, cause I heard the, uh, in, uh, in June's translation, but. Oddly. Brig. No, he said Symmetra and oddly also answered the same reply when they asked him if, if uh, meta didn't count which hero you would like to play the most. So he, <laughs> he answered Symmetra for that as well. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I mean, he, it, I don't know the backstory there because he, he laughed, but uh, it was good times. And as I sort of mentioned, I was able to stream that live on Twitch. Uh, for those of you who tuned in, thank you for tuning in to twitch.tv slash ready set pwn. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. Uh, I apologize that it, the, the video was a little bit choppy. I was completely on the venue's uh, essentially public Wi-Fi, so I imagine I wasn't the only one using it, and I can't hardwire in when that was like, hey, can I do this? Oh, no one said no? Let's do it for you, our listeners. It's probably Comcast's fault. Everybody loves to blame Comcast. All the yeah, cool kids I, do it. It's probably okay. Comcast's fault. Okay, we can just we kidding. Can we love you, Comcast sponsor. Another, please. another, yeah, sponsor down to brain. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Sam. 
costing us sponsorship after sponsorship. Ooh. That's why we have our Patreon. Now I feel That's invincible. <laughs> the uh, other thing that happened at the, the Seattle uh, uh, meet and greet was uh, a number of uh, goodies were handed away. Uh, a couple people won tickets to the homestand event. That was pretty cool. I thought that was neat. Um, we saw interviews take place. So you got the Harsha uh, episode uh, this weekend. I threw it on as a bonus because you know what? I love you, our listeners. So I wanted to give you uh, some excitement. We also, and I got to give a shout out to him, uh, Moda Moda in our Discord. Uh, you guys see the picture of uh, the poster he made? No. The I listen to RSP poster. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. So if you go back onto our Twitter feed, it's in uh, the uh, RSP Discord. Uh, he made an I listen to RSP poster, which like I, I, you, I, during the special harsher show, you can actually hear me like all of a sudden like freak out, lose my mind. Started um, crying. Pretty much. I mean, I was, <laughs> it was phenomenal that someone would go through and do that. Like I, it brought a smile from ear to ear to my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause this is the thing. I mean, we continue to bring it up. Like when is someone going to have the Eyeless and RSP down in Blizzard Arena? Now we're running out of time for that to happen. So <laughs> we're going to expect that that shows up and, you know. The any any arena will do. It's fine. But uh, no, he had it, and then he asked me to autograph it. So that was nice. kind of that was that was both uh, cool and weird. I have never <laughs> autographed anything any before, and and I was making this like joke when people were coming up to our show. Hey, sign this, sign this, and like no one ever asks for the random guys autograph and then someone's like chris can i get your autograph i'm like oh you don't you know i'm just joking no no i I want your autograph this is pretty cool i've never met a podcaster before (laughs) okay i bet (laughs) you have you just don't know it need to go to more college dorms yeah (laughs) but uh after the uh the seattle trip was was whirlwind the uh titans came up here to vancouver they were at the best buy on uh, camby just off of broadway uh where they handed out another uh set of tickets to the the homestand. They did uh, a meet and greet there. And then it was followed up by a private Q and a at the sports bar. Um, I'd love to report on what happened there, but uh, none of us were actually invited. So we're not insider enough. I I, I apologize. I mean, I sort of half expected Omni to go and buy a microwave and get it autographed. I'm a little disappointed. He didn't. You, I guess it's Home Depot for me now. Did you did you even get a microwave this weekend? <laughs> Not yet. Probably looking to other. <laughs> You're exploring your options. You're a microwave free agent. Right now I am. So the thing is, the microwave works. The fans don't. So that's why hmm. I need to replace so it. So it's, it's an over the, so your microwave has like an over the range fan on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is, this podcast is just phenomenal. We've been talking about crossing the border with kids and now we're getting into appliances because well, we got to have microwave watch. Do. That's why people tune in. Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. They're kind of like harsh and jacks of old trades. Yeah. Ah, someone listened to the special harsh episode. <laughs> I just love saying that special <laughs> harsh episode. The, uh, Titans, as I said, was a whirlwind weekend. They they flew in like stupid early Saturday morning. They did a radio interview. They came to the Seattle meet and greet. They then went back to the airport, flew into Vancouver, spent the night in Vancouver on Saturday to Sunday. Sunday, they went to Best Buy, did the meet and greet, over to the sports bar at Rogers Arena, did the Q&A, then headed back to the airport to fly down to LA. That was their weekend. Jeez. It's just preparation for next year. Yeah, it's not like they have any like major patch or a hero release to get ready for. You know, nothing serious. No, no playoffs. Nothing, yep. nothing big. But uh, 
they are down in LA again for the Kit Kat rivalry weekend, which is the uh, LA homestand. They're actually not playing in the uh, Blizzard Arena. They are playing at the Novo. And the Vancouver Titans face off on Saturday against the San Francisco Shock and on Sunday at 3.30 in the afternoon against the New York Excelsior. So why don't we talk a little bit about those two matches? The Saturday scrap against the Shock. Is this the grudge match? Like, can we consider this the grudge match at this point? Or are the two regular season matches more the setup to what's going to be the grudge match in the playoffs or has the meta changed so significantly that the grudge match is completely off the table because it's an entirely new game well thanks for spoiling my line of thought but like yeah it's it's a yes and no from me on one hand obviously it's the closest thing we've gotten this season for a great rivalry uh brewing in the season from season one when we beat them uh stage one i meant to say and then stage two where they got uh, the better of us. And now when you look at this stage, suddenly the teams don't look the same. You have uh, Sinatra who doesn't really play that much. Uh, you have Samensu is also on the bench. The game is entirely de- different. And it's really a story for this fourth stage. Everything feels really weird. The teams are not what we are accustomed uh, to. And uh, yeah, it kind of feels weird, but definitely uh, a match to look forward to. I guess both teams are playing well now. And yeah, it's going to be great. The fans will be there for for you know cheering and 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 you know flaming that fire of the rivalry. But like you said, it doesn't feel as intense as it could have been if the meta had stayed the same. I guess. Like they can't even choose to come out and play goats at this point. Like that nope. that ship has sailed. Even it though has some, to be two two two. Yeah, some people label those new uh, May composition as the as the new. Uh, pseudo goats <laughs> but definitely doesn't feel the same when you don't have like Samen Su and, and uh um and uh Sinatra and Desire is where this was probably the most important fight in our uh face-offs until now are the titans considered an underdog yes i would say that this is probably the first time when we are considered the underdog. Unfortunately, I, I I don't like to say this, but I definitely agree with you there. Well, the, I, they're the underdog based on the number of different power rankings that we've seen. But I, I want to actually refer back to an interview that Harsha did with our uh, friends down south, the Joystick Club podcast. And they asked the question. They're like, hey, so we've seen some interesting compositions this stage and in the stage previous, you know, what's going on there. And Harsha had said that, you know, the reason why you're seeing someone Sue come in and us rolling stitch out in stage three and repel coming in is that we want to show other teams what we're capable of. We're not experimenting. We're simply showing them that you have to prep for us, you know, 20 different ways because we have that many tools in the toolkit. Intimidation. You know, yeah, and if that's the case, one could argue that the Vancouver Titans would be fine if they were considered the underdog and taken for granted because they still perceive themselves as being top of the table. I mean, they are functionally for the season, but stage four, things feel a little bit different. So could we not suggest that the Titans should still be the favorite and simply are the underdog and are happy to embrace that role. And it's not like the shock are considerably a powerhouse, right? I mean, their transition away from goats has, you know, hurt them to some respect. 
not maybe as, as much as we've seen with the Titans, but then the Titans for all intents and purposes could be just showing, Hey, we can do this. We can do that. Hmm. San Francisco definitely doesn't feel as great as they were during, I think it was stage two and they had the perfect stage and never lost a map. Yeah. Cause they had that giant chip on their shoulder. Stage. And I definitely agree with you that even though some might consider us to be the underdog in this match, I don't think it is a hundred percent bad thing for the Titans. They are a scrappy bunch. Uh, I'm going to like, <laughs> I don't want to voice all the sports cliches, but I think it'll actually play to their benefit uh, coming up with this game. But what I do know is that the San Francisco Shock and Titans are going to take this map seriously. I'm not sure this, this match seriously. I'm not sure if they're going to, uh, sandbag or experiment in this one um and i'm definitely looking forward to this uh game yeah and i think they're both pretty proud teams right like right like i think i think that has a lot more to do with it and not not so much bragging rights but right but i think they both got chips on their shoulders so and they respect each other yeah. too yeah it doesn't look like it but they do right what's the uh score gonna be boys and actually before we do that i i i'm I'm dropping the ball here. I'm, I'm all excited about the 2020 news. Let me actually tell you the maps that we're going to see for the uh, San Francisco tilt. Uh, we're going to start off on Lee Jang tower. We're going to go to Volsky industries followed by Kings row and then Havana. Uh, Kings row has statistically been, you know, one of Vancouver's best maps. Uh, Havana has statistically been, I don't not. even know what to call Havana, but the thing is it's not, but the, the Vancouver Titans, even when it's been a horrible turnaround in Havana, they've shown that they can do crazy things. I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, those are our four maps. What's the, What's score the gonna fifth be? map? Uh, we won't know until it comes up. Mm. It's going then to I, five. I guess I don't know what my pr- prediction would be. <laughs> so three. So Sam, you're saying three two. If it's going five, it's three two. It's going who, five. Who, who pulls that? Who pulls that extra point out to get the win? I don't know. It's a coin flip, which which is a terrible thing to say as as a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that meme of. <laughs> my mind is telling me no and uh yeah my my brain takes me to one way my heart takes me to another i'll go with vancouver three two yeah why not yep gotta show a little confidence in the boys sure vancouver three one i don't Ooh. think it goes five i think the vancouver titans can take the san francisco shock in the two 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 i truly do chris doesn't care what's map five nope because we ain't gonna see it Moving on to Sunday, when the Vancouver Titans play the New York Excelsior. That's right. They play the New York Excelsior on Sunday, 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 also known as Sandbag Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I joke. New York, New York. But I kind of don't. If you can sandbag there, you can sandbag anywhere. Four like, zero Vancouver. Finish the season with a bang. Yeah, I'm gonna go all in four zero. No, with Rappel starting. <laughs> with Rappel and Hurek, I don't know. I, I, if it's us playing our A team, you know what? Screw it, four zero. So we got Ili- I haven't seen the maps. Ilios, Hanamura, <laughs> Blizzard World, and Havana. Don't matter. Four zero. Yeah. Okay. I I still don't agree with the whole like we're going to experiment. We're going to really sandbag. Like I I get that you 
We can't out-sandbag New York, right? No, but I don't think, like, I feel that the Vancouver Titans have considered this as a scrim stage. And hearing what Harsha has said, I sort of see the the value there. But that's not what New York's doing. New York is just saying, oh, we're trying to experiment and not allow other teams to know our strategies. Whereas Vancouver is like, yeah, we want to show all the teams every single strategy we have and how awesome we are at doing it. And the fact we'll do it to you. Like, it's, it's two different sides to that same coin. Do you seriously think New York is looking at the Titans saying like, whatever, like if for standings, it matters not the Vancouver Titans have already locked up, you know, first seed going in New York is number two. Like I do believe the conditions are right for New York to say, ah, screw it. But is that truly what you want to do your last match before you have a break before you go into the playoffs where you play a play in team? You don't even know who you're playing yet. I think New York is playing with with fire. We've talked numerous times now about how Overwatch is a momentum-filled game, and I think you need to look no further than last stage champions. Like, like one of the things that we haven't talked about much is like Shanghai is back to normal. They're they're a mediocre team, um, and they caught fire at the right time. And kudos to them. But that shows you how how quickly things can change based on momentum. So do you really want to go into the, the season finals, like having, having zero momentum? Like that's a terrible idea from my perspective, but what do I care? We saw how that worked out for them last season or any playoffs for that matter. Uh, I I just, this would not happen if wizard Helm was still here. Definitely. At least be three zero with a tie. I, I struggle just to understand why a team would go and do that. But I, I truly believe, like, my my mind is at, telling this as this was my heart. I do believe the Vancouver Titans are going to roll over the New York Excelsior because the New York Excelsior aren't going to take this fight seriously. They're going to do whatever they do. And the only reason the Vancouver Titans don't take it uh, easily is that the Vancouver Titans decide to go and play the Excelsior game, which scares me. That's not what I want to see. I the don't want to surgical see, approach. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't want to see two teams trying hard not to win. Yeah. The only way I can see us stumbling against New York is if we really, really roll over San Francisco Shock. And I don't and I don't think that is possible. So yeah. So but then we even then we'd have momentum, so Yeah, but the Titans they have this little thing when, when they feel a bit too confident or cocky, they start like uh, playing a bit too loose. Uh, again, I don't think that they have a, they can lose to NYXL, but I'm just qualifying my statement of a 4-0 here. Mm. So you said 4-0, Sam, you're going to say uh, 3-1. <laughs> See, and I'm going to go 3-1 as well, just because I think the Vancouver. Howards. <laughs> oh, well, yes, True. I, the one Havana and two, I think the Vancouver Titans will get the thir- three wins. And then map four is going to be uh bumper charging off any Emo- edge, emoting. On, yeah. Like it'll, it'll be a, a flex. It'll be truly, you know, look what we can do when we, uh, you know, want to remind uh, me of the rules PM. again. Can, can you guys switch rule queue between maps? No, it's just like a sub. Well, uh, between maps. Yeah, sorry, yeah, between yeah. maps. Yeah, so but they, not the attack. Long, right, defense. right. As long as they, you know, move their seats and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. like Bumper can get up and walk over and become damage and Stitch could walk up and become tank. No problem. That's that's not an issue. Um, and 
you know, the old news we'll get to in a moment. Maybe that comes into play. Who knows? Because it's so crazy. But yeah, speaking of old news, the Vancouver Titans added Tizzy. Surprise! <gasps> Such a secret. I, I love how we dropped the breaking news on this podcast. The, the Tizzy signing is weird a number of different ways. So for those of you who somehow did not know that this was happening, we actually talked about it with the shy guy, uh, from, uh, gosh, I didn't do my prep work. Game here. house. Game house. Thank you. That's why you pay the big box, Sam. That's right. And he was the one who actually broke the news at the start of stage four and of stage three. The team he used to play for, uh, Granto Esports, had shared that, oh yeah, he's leaving us because he's going to another team. Everything added up, and then there was absolutely no news until the Vancouver Titans announced it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on August 16th, for those of you scoring at home, at essentially the end of Stage 4 to say, we're bringing in reinforcements for the playoff push and beyond pending visa approval. So that tweet leads me to believe that somehow Tizzy is eligible to play this season, which again means the league would have approved this weeks ago. And yet the Vancouver Titans still sat on it. Like I, I, it seems really odd, but again, Hey, as we know, the overwatch league does seem to maybe have a few additional rules and regs written down on it. Pending one thing though. He needs his visa. Yeah. But that's never leave not, him without it. Yeah, that's not what would bar him from playing, right? I'm I'm 100 on board with that conspiracy theory because we already saw some little uh, leaks from you know um, the fanatic store, and we know how uh, how they don't do like stuff out from thin air. They they can't pull these um, signings uh, without the teams or the league letting them know that this is a possibility. So I think this was already weeks in, in, in the making and, and there's really no point of announcing him right now if he weren't able to play. Right. So well, no, but, but that's sort of my point is why not announce pending visa approval weeks ago? You, you may not want it as a distraction uh, during uh, stage Fair. four, perhaps. I don't know. I, I, again, there are processes we're not really familiar with. No, I mean it's it's you're right. Maybe they they'd view it as a distraction, even though it was like the 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 worst kept secret in the world. Like if you happen to be part of Titans Cord, um, everyone acted surprised and shocked, and um, I had had people raising their hand if they didn't know that this was happening, and there was a lot of people raising their hand, all you know, with a wink of the eye and a you know, nod of the head. Everybody and, was up in a tizzy. Yeah, you it, might it, say. Yeah. Up in a tizzy. <laughs> I'll show it's myself out. Not the first time we see this in the Overwatch League, and I hate to make the comparison, but for example, Fozix, everybody and their grandmother knew that he was already out of the team and, and he was gone from the house, but it took them so long to do that, you know, social media post. Uh, not sure why, but who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe and just to make it very clear, ent- entirely different circumstances, Fozix and Tizzy. Yeah. Like, but the yeah, fax right. machine was probably broken. So professionally, why this <laughs> matters, right? Hey, hey, look- fair point. But yeah, that doesn't make for good podcast material. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but like looking at this signing professionally, what it might mean for the Titans. The last time we saw TZ play for Runaway, he played main tank and Bumper was on Lucio duty or Mercy duty, uh, you know, buffing buffing Farah. And, and TZ later joined London to whom we 
to whom Runaway lost in APAC Premier 2017 finals. They actually were impressed with this play, right? They had Gesture, who later went to become the main tank for London, but he actually was signed uh, signed in Overwatch League uh, Season 1, the only Runaway player who chose to uh, pursue that solo career. It didn't really pan out. But he's been the OG main tank during those years, not Bumper. He's apparently a better Orisa than, than Bumper. And um, yeah, maybe even a better Sigma. We we heard some uh, issues that Bumper had with this hero and letter, apparently. <laughs> that might be a part of that. Uh, well, we can't play him. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody will let him play him. That's true. That's true. You, you thought that 222 would alleviate those, <laughs> you know, toxic people out there. Oh, man. Well, as you heard here first on the Ready, Set, Bone podcast, Tizzy is now a Vancouver Titan. But I think oh. more, more exciting news is those Vancouver Titans froster cuffs that you can grab from Circle K. If you happen to live in Western Canada, so we're talking about British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, probably the territories as well. You can go into your nearest Circle K or Max. That's what I uh, know them as. And you can grab a Vancouver Titans Froster Cup. Comes in a large size. There are six that you need to collect. Uh, I picked up the entire team one because I couldn't settle on any individual player. Like I just wanted them dude you couldn't get six frosters come on man listen man that that hype that i saw on social media i haven't seen such hype to collect physical you know collectibles since pogs you had those in canada right we had we had pogs but these (laughs) these froster cups are so much better uh again you can fill it up with whichever flavor froster you want but uh yeah you can run into circle k pretty much any of them while those supplies last because trust me they are hot i'm seeing pictures all over social media i've been asking people hey you know have you grabbed your froster cup yet send us a picture um but do us a solid here from ready set pwn why don't you go and share that on instagram or on twitter or on facebook tag us at ready set pwn and in fact you know what you can do you can actually tag Circle K as well. They are at Circle K West Can on Twitter. Tag them and say, hey, Ready Set Pwn sent me here. Look what I grabbed. Now, what's also equally cool, they're only available for us in Western Canada. If you got friends and family that happen to follow the Vancouver Titans south of the border, maybe in Eastern Canada, maybe worldwide, they can't get them. They're exclusive to us. So you'll want to get them. You'll want to get them before others start flying into town and taking them. Again, it's only available while supplies last. Have have the two of you grabbed your cups yet? Yeah, definitely had a couple, but I'm dying for one right now. Thanks for that. It's pretty hot down here. <laughs> no kidding. There's none in Coquitlam, but it's it's a lot of work running away from bears. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna run to get one right after this. Actually, yeah. Just head to CircleK.com there, Sam, and you'll be able to find a, a store nearby you, or better yet, come to Richmond. We've got a handful here. Omni and I will meet you there. Ooh, tempting. Can we just end the podcast now then? I think we should. Let's go get ourselves a Froster, boys, in that exclusive Vancouver Titans Cup.
As we jump here into the fray, having taken that short break, let's talk a little bit about the week that was. Now, before we actually go through the week that was, uh, did any of you uh, catch the uh, the game paused moment this weekend? Oh my god, that was horrible. Ugh. So, so I, I created this graphic. Um, the game paused graphic. I, you know, try to have it evolving because in early in the season, there were a few hiccups. Game pause was happening. It was a, a Torben of Vancouver Titan skin, you know, cheersine. And I'd said every time game pauses, share this and have a drink. Um, if you happen to play that game this weekend, I apologize for you. Oh, consuming far too much of the beverage of your choice. You might've had way too many frosters. Yeah. <laughs> like it, Sugar high. I mean, it, it sounds as if the game glitched out and yeah. that's, something they had to resolve on the fly. I don't know if this has actually happened in, in seasons past. I didn't follow the Overwatch League um, as closely as I am this year, last year. But uh, hopefully get these bugs out as we go into the playoffs, because uh, then it also helps us to avoid seeing Bren come out in tights. Yeah, that was your game to uh, look out for, also you marked it last week. <laughs> I'm Well, I didn't know that there were going Thanks to be that. issues. No yeah. one told me that there were going to be issues. I think it never went as bad as this. Uh, and it was like the last game, too, and it was already over at this point. <laughs> well, anyhow... It went on forever. It is a one-time deal. It was game paused. A lot of people got themselves a few extra beverages. But the week that was had the Florida Mayhem beat the Daylights out of the Boston Uprising. Uh, you had the Hangzhou Spark beat the Dallas Fuel. And the Seoul Dynasty beat the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, none of these were at all close. And uh, while uh, myself and Omni said watch the uh, Dynasty Dragons, I think that proved to us that the Dragons are having some troubles. Sam, you said Uprising Mayhem. Yeah, I I just wanted to hear you say the words, the mayhem were all over the uprising or whatever it was you just said. And and thus proves that uprising is the worst team in the league. There you go. Now I know the bottom. <laughs> On Friday, you had the Atlanta Reign beat the Washington Justice 2-1. Hmm, 2-1. What does that mean? Woohoo! Washington is no longer unbeatable. That's right. Plus, there was a tie. Hmm. But That's yeah, right. Washington's no longer unbeatable. Washington actually didn't look so good on Friday. Now, I don't know if it was like they finally realized, what do you mean there's no stage four playoffs or something? Um, <laughs> it was it was kind of weird. All, but the rain, all is right with the world again. They got another tie. You know, the rain did beat them. And I I, I shouldn't go and, and harsh on the justice too much because they did put up a fight, uh, unlike the Boston okay. Uprising. Uh, San Francisco Shock beat the Hunters 4-0. And the Hangzhou Spark beat the Glads 3-2. Uh, hey, guys, who picked that one? Uh, nobody. <laughs> On Saturday, the Paris Eternal beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-1. The Valiant beat the Uprising 3-1. The Fusion beat the Dynasty 3-1. And the Hunters beat the Outlaws 3-2. Now, the Shanghai Dragons lost both of these matches. This puts oh, them so into an interesting position going into the Kit Kat rivalry weekend, which we will discuss momentarily are the dragons done this is uh really a good position you, you don't ever ever want to lose you know uh the control over your destiny that's how they normally label that in sports and they kind of like going down that road now they have to make those weird calculations of what will happen with those valiant matches what will happen with our matches 
it's a really poor showing for that week. But like, you can just do math, man. <laughs> the the point <laughs> being though is, you look at the Shanghai Dragons, and like, if I mean, there were teams hit, hurt hard by the meta. The Dragons right. have been hurt hard by the meta. Like that losing that ability to cycle out three DPS has just gutted them. Yeah, nobody expected this really to to hit them that hard. Yeah, we did. We did talk about this when the when the meta changed and everybody was like, "Oh, all the goats is dying, titans are done, shock are done," and I'm like, "The dragons are hit hard too." And then on Sunday, you had the Atlanta Rain beat the London Spitfire four nil. Um, did London even log into this game? Asking for got, a friend. They got tips from NIXL. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Justice beat the Eternal 3-1. The Mayhem beat the Toronto Defiant 4-0. Mayhem on fire. And the uh, Guangzhou Charge beat the Dallas Fuel 4-0 uh, when this match finished on Tuesday. <laughs> Guangzhou also looking pretty strong. So, I mean, looking at how this past weekend sets up this week. We really have most of what we need to know standings wise sorted out. So as we've already talked about the Vancouver Titans and the New York Excelsior, they're top of the table. There ain't nothing that's going to be changing that. It's it's a done deal. Uh, San Francisco Shock, they're not going anywhere. So we then start to go down the list. The Hangzhou Spark locked it in. The Gladiators uh, haven't quite uh, locked it in per se, but they've locked Gladiators. it in. Gladiators! Gladiators. Oh, man. Can they stop this song? It's awful. Uh, the <laughs> Spitfire uh, have uh, got themselves, I believe, locked in. Actually, I'm just they, looking at the map now. I'm, 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 Toronto. Well, I mean, uh, oh, so I mean, I'm trying to think. So you've you got the play-in. So the, the play-in cutoff You've got right now the rain, the dynasty, the charge, the fusion, the dragons, the hunters. They're going to fight it out to figure out who are the final two teams. But now I'm, I'm starting to do the math in my head, and I'm doubting whether or not the Spitfire are safe. Atlanta has two more games in the Kit Kat uh, showdown. So yeah, and I just don't know their head-to-head records between the Spitfire <laughs> and the rain because I, again, I don't pay attention to teams outside. So who knows? Um, that's what we pay uh, uh, Michael. Uh, uh, big well, bucks to do. He's our numbers guy. But they just played on Sunday, and it's a four zero for Atlanta. That might have helped their cause. Mm, that's true. But they would have played. Uh, they would have played more than just the one time. They would have played twice, yeah, right? Same probably. division. So, same division. but yeah, you're right. Actually, on that note, if the rain were to win both, and if it was a series split, then the rain go through on uh, map differential. Right. I think they deserve it more than Spitfire. Regardless of how the, that you know math plays out, yeah. where uh, where it does get crazy though is if the Los Angeles Gladiators were to lose, they're also at a sixteen twelve. So you would then have three teams mm-hmm. there at sixteen twelve. So that three way tie makes it much more complicated because now you can't go directly to head to head necessarily uh, because it's possible that you know it's the rock paper scissors argument. Oh, and, and map differential comes before head to head map record, anyways. So I think Atlanta overtakes London if they beat the two games they have. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm looking at the tie-breaking rules right now on the website. This is too confusing. I so map di- map differential comes first, then it's head-to-head map record, and three is head-to-head match record. 
I think this is one of the things the league can definitely improve on. I think in, in other sports, you know, the playoff races are really what it's all about because you have the really great teams that have locked in spots since February. And then you have the teams in the fringe, which, you know, they still have a fighting chance at the finals, but that's really what we're watching for in the weeks up to it. So, so in terms of marketing, like we should, we should be blasted with material on who, who the teams in the race are and what's dependent on what and we should be seeing that over and over and over again. And like, we've been staring at this for a good five minutes and none of us can still definitively say like these three are in the running. Um, yeah, that that's an issue. The other variable is at the bottom of the, uh, the play in cutoff. You've got essentially the dragons, hunters and valiant going to be fighting it out. The valiant need to win. Well, at minimum one, they need to win two to get themselves in for sure. The dragons, they need to, win if the dragons win they're in but they haven't shown any signs of being able to do that <laughs> the hunters are just kicking back eating popcorn or i guess bamboo they're pandas and uh, they're hoping for the best because they they're done their season is over so they get to watch what happens between the dragons and the valiant and how crazy that would be for valiant who you know finished their first stage of the 07 record yeah that's true. I mean, if, if they were to get in, there's a storyline to be had right there. But hey, you know, they uh, they uh, beat the uh, Vancouver Titans. So they're, uh, they're the real OG. That's true. But uh, as far as matches to watch, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. We actually broke it down that on Saturday, if you're not watching the Vancouver Titans San Francisco Shock, you're watching the Gladiators Valiant. Because the Valiant, it's for the Valiant, they can't lose. If the Valiant lose, uh, they're essentially going to be done. Uh, and then on the Sunday, uh, if you're not watching the Vancouver Titans, New York Excelsior, uh, the match to watch I chose was the dragon spark because I'm curious if the dragons can win and they're in where it's possible that that shock valiant match becomes extremely important. So I think if I have to pick the two, the top of the table or the top of the day on Sunday, dragon spark is the one. And I mean, all three of us chose that as well. I think it's quite clear. It's we're, we're watching the standings to see who's going to get into the play. Well, the storyline's built in too, right? You got a battle of LA, the battle of China. Yeah, I wasn't looking at regions. I was just looking at uh, standings. Everyone's a color to me, except the Vancouver Titans. Cause it's the only <laughs> team I care about. I see no borders here at RSP. That's right. <laughs> now, as we get in to what will be an exciting postseason, being that this is wrapping up the regular season, let's talk a little bit about some other action. And that is what's been moving around in the Overwatch League. Well, first and foremost, the uh, Washington uh, Justice have a new GM, uh, Ballin. She's leaving the Los Angeles Gladiators, where she held the role of community director. And she is uh, moving up to uh, the capital city as general manager. You think uh, Ballin is going to come in and clean a little justice house? It's great news. I I think Ballin's a up and comer in in Overwatch League. I think she's also the GM of the US team, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, I actually oh, yeah. could very well be. I didn't I didn't look that deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, she, she's a feel good story. Kind of just grinded her way up into esports. When I don't know, you you have to do some research in her backstory, but it's amazing, and I'm I'm rooting for her. Um, also. You know, props to her. She picked the team with the least travel. <laughs> not, yeah, not only that, but just, just mentioning the fact that the Washington have kind of like uh, turned this failure, super failure of a season. At least they have like a bittersweet ending to it. A lot of potential with the roll lock and the success that they have seen. 
And, you know, with the travel that's coming up and, and uh, Corey and Stratus popping off in the stage. So I'm excited for her. And, uh, yeah, more representation for our ladies, of course, in, in the Overwatch League. So that's exciting, too. And it's important to note that she's taking over from Kate Mitchell, who left the, right. the Justice in uh, in May. So in pretty unfortunate circumstances there. Yeah, yeah. but, it, it you know, we are still seeing that uh, strong female presence uh, and, you know, to your point, Sam, the fact that she has sort of, you know, ground her way up through uh, the competitive scene to now take over uh, an Overwatch League team is, is phenomenal. The other move that's uh, happened is uh, down south from Washington, and that is in Florida. So uh, Matt Akavin or Mac Haven, I, I don't know how to how to pronounce that last name. I apologize. He is no longer the general manager for the Florida Mayhem. He has announced that with a heavy heart, he is no longer with the Misfits slash Mayhem after three plus years with the company. So for those of you who followed, uh, Ackerman had uh, been with Misfits, who happened to be the parent organization of the Mayhem, uh, the owners, and ultimately has been running the show there uh, since uh, the get-go. Now, that said, he is only the GM, and his two AGMs are still there. Barehands and Yar are still AGMs. There's probably going to be more adjustment, whether or not it's one of those two stepping up in the role, or if you're looking at Florida, you know, making more changes, because why not? Yeah, there's definitely a place for adjustments there. So... Uh, even though they finished 4-0 both matches this uh, this uh, week. But, well, they, yeah, good luck to this guy. You know, I think, like, holistically, over the course of the season, you have two teams that had a real rough year. But then you look at stage four yeah. when they finally got an opportunity to, you know, showcase their strength. It was too little too late. It's unfortunate that that's how this season has gone. Like, again, had this 2-2-2 switch happened midway through, if it was going to happen, let's not suggest that the Justice and Mayhem you know, we're clawing their way into uh, the play-in uh, uh, tournament or, you know, I don't know, whatever we would call the play-in. So it is what it is. Maybe they're not too far away from uh, having success in the 2020 season. The uh, other thing that uh, has come down the pipeline since our last episode is the uh, Overwatch League, or I guess Blizzard, surprise the season one champions Lennon Spitfire with a flying ace Winston skin. This is not a skin that they themselves got to choose or design. It was one that the league used to surprise to celebrate their championship. I actually think the skin itself is pretty neat. I don't know if I'm actually going to go and drop the tokens to buy it uh, simply because one, it's a London skin and two, I don't mm. play a whole lot of uh, Winston, but like he's got the little like machine guns on his uh, Tesla cannon, which I thought was really cool. And like the level of detail showcasing him as again, that flying ace sort of the, the world war uh, two. uh, uh, air veteran, and I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, there's a soft like spot it. for me because my grandfather was a, a, a pilot in, in the Second World War. But uh, yeah, he, oh. I think I do like the skin. I like it too. I think it looks really, really good, especially when he ults. He kind of turns uh, fiery red and yellow. I really like the details. I like the fact that they have he has a patch of the London Spitfire, their team colors. It kind of upsets me because now we're never going to get a chance to see. I don't think they'll do the same hero two years in a row, even if we do end up getting the championship. I, I think a Sasquatch skin for Winston would have been perfect. Uh, but I like it. Yeah, nothing but like, good things to say about how it looks. Did they actually use it? During this, the the beatdown, I don't know. I don't think they did. I think they in the game. It's because it's not. It's yeah. not. It's not a 
team skin. Right. I guess not, but it's team colors. It's, yeah, so. it's team colors, but it's not a team skin. Like I, yeah, they won't be able to use it. It's you want that uniformity during games, and and besides, when they play the players, they don't really see their team skins. They see the regular, uh, you know, red and and blue outlines like you would normally see. Yeah. Just so that some teams would not have like competitive advantage because of color. Now, if they had a celebratory, you know, spray, yeah. then no, yeah, the players would be using that. Like you know, you'd have Hurig spraying it and. <laughs> stuff like that teasy even maybe yeah maybe i mean never played a match but yeah what do you know uh all these x definitely got to scrim yeah. well not a whole lot else has been going on with the game what we do know is going into the playoffs is we are going to see the current patch that's in field now become competitive and that might have uh sort of some background as to why we've seen sigma show up in the current shortened competitive season um, i happened to be watching tim the Tatman on twitch uh, when uh, he was playing with seagull and uh, i think Yimong as well uh when, when sigma was oh my god he's available um hmm. in the competitive scene sigma has has shaken things up and i think the meta seems to be sigma orissa right. like the double shield and it's it is somewhat difficult to deal with especially on uh, on escort uh, maps but I don't go into competitive because I'm too scared. Definitely looks good. Uh, in low elo, you can see a lot of players flexing to him and playing uh, that Sigma Arista composition, like you said. He definitely plays a role of more like a flex tank, but those shields everywhere, that's pretty tough. What is cool about him, though, is that he definitely has some nice uh, counters to him as he's not really very mobile. So if you're he's not so playing... so slow. Well, he's a big floating yeah, hitbox, I, right? Every time I see him and I, I did uh, play competitive, I'm just, okay, I'll just go Winston and he can do nothing about it. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. The, and that, but that's that's the thing is like I've, I've played him in Mystery Heroes because that's what I've been playing because that's all I ever play. It's interesting to see the number of players that throw his shield out, but then don't recall to reposition. And like, I found that when someone who happens to be playing Sigma essentially throws the shield out in one location and doesn't use it to their advantage, very easy to drop them. But the ones that use the shield specifically for the situation in the moment, a whole lot tougher. Like if I, if I am being, you know, dived upon, there's little that one can do, but if they simply try to go in, in flank or, or, you know, try to line a sight me. Okay. Well, yeah, you're not going to get around my shield. Let me just go and recall and pop it to where you've gone. Yeah. Um, we, Are you guys seeing a lot of uh double shields in comp or QP? In QP, I yeah. have been. Yeah. I haven't played comp. Yes. It's, it's hey, a, you'll see a lot of players just playing Sigma just for the sake of uh, the, the novelty of playing a new hero, testing him out. But in, you know, streamers, when you see top 500 streamers, you can definitely see, um, there's a lot of this play. Sigma Rissa, Sigma Rissa, Sigma Rissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, those are the two. He's a great uh, bunker buster as well. He's really good against static composition, but it's counter. There's a lot of rock, paper, scissors uh, about him that I like. <laughs> no pun yeah. intended there. <laughs> right uh got rocked everybody everybody like posted no because it was weird because i was i was playing junk rat for no good reason and i got nine rip tire kills in one one round and that's that's never happened to me on on pc or or playstation um so so that was part of like the the massive shields that are kind of now showing up in qp and comp right have uh either of you played brig or new brig let me rephrase that i have i still don't know the buttons yeah, well 
<laughs> so I was actually chatting with my brother about Newbrig because he's like, oh my gosh, she's broken. You know, I popped all three charges on the Rhine and it increased like one bar. I think not as many people realize that those charges don't do insta heal. Like it's not like you've, you know, like the old armor packs and whatnot. It's, it's a short heal over time. So when you throw one, you have to give it a moment before you would immediately throw another to, to buff some more similar to a Zen orb now. Yeah. And I, I think I've noticed that there are quite a few people. And again, it's more mystery heroes and QP that do not understand that. And I hate it when I see a brig show up as a support because it's, it truly is at that point, uh, a flip of the coin is to, they know, do they know how to use her new kit? I mean, she, I don't think fits quite yet. <laughs> um, especially when you see her roll out as support, but when she rolls out a support with someone who doesn't realize that one, she's no longer um, completely survivable. Your shield is there for show, maybe to block a, an occasional rock or something like it's, you know, kicked your way. And I, I've seen far too many people feeding with her, at least in Mr. Hills, you know, okay, well that person is going to cycle onto something else, but it's yeah, it's no longer can be used like as a tool to just uh, push through a choke or something like that. You you would you can definitely use it when, for example, uh, you're being uh, you know flanked by a, a Genji or, or a Tracer. But yeah, she feels more like a healer now instead of like a, a little uh, Reinhardt. <laughs> Anyhow, as we wrap up this episode, we always touch on a few final thoughts. Before we do so, however, I do want to remind everyone that you can reach out to us every which way come to Sunday. We are all over social media on Instagram. We are on Twitter and Facebook. All is Ready, Set, Pwn. We're at ReadySetPwn.com. You can reach out to us by email, which is feedback at ReadySetPwn.com. And you can also reach out to us by telephone. Why is that significant? Well, Sam, did you not ask for people to go and do something for you? I did. I asked them to put our voicemail number, which I still don't know, by the way, you might want to remind everybody of that. 604-409-3324. That's 604-409-3324. I think Chris might actually have that number memorized. It's a little bit strange. Um, but anyway, I asked, asked listeners to put that number on their favorites and I would do an acrostic poem of their name and much to my demise and to my regret, not one, but two different people on their discord showed me their screenshots. Lo and behold, uh, put their voicemail, our voicemail number on their favorites. Did we get any voicemails though? Uh, we got no voicemail. We just have the screenshots because sending a voicemail <laughs> just meant we read it. Uh, sending the screenshot made you have to do work. And I think people much preferred that angle. This is, this is hands down the most prep I've had to do for a show. <laughs> you baited yourself into I this. I baited myself into this and I am not proud of my work. So first off, we have a, a, an OG listener, a good friend of the show, Manatee Rampage, um, also known as Pat. Shout out to Pat. I wish I just did the, the poem for, for Pat now that I think about it. That would have been way easier. But no, I took out the whole name, Manatee Rampage. Am I even saying it right? And, 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 and I actually had to re-Google what, a, what an acrostic poem is. And usually, like, you know, in grade school, <laughs> it, it's like, you want to do like characteristics of that person. Right. And it's like, Oh, M is for like marvelous and A is for, I don't know. Awesome. Whatever. 
awesome. See, I'm already out of words. See, I'm not good at this. I'm not, I'm not Omni, but I wanted to, to kind of give off a couple of proverbs using his name instead. So I created these two sentences that have either deep meaning or no meaning at all. So here we go. So we'll start with manatee. So here's the first proverb. Maining Anna never amounts to efficient limbs. Manatee. Ooh. <laughs> so you're going to have to save the grades as we go along. Second one is even better because I wrote this at the bus stop. Always good. <laughs> Rampage. Reaper always mumbles poems affiliated with Genji and El Dorado. What? (laughs) You know, I am, I am actually surprised that kind of makes sense. Kind of. So it either means a lot or it means nothing. I'll leave that for you listeners to decide. Uh, Moving along though, we had one more. um, And this was from, I, I think it's pronounced chap. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's spelled CH4P. Um, and so this one, this one makes a lot more sense because I actually receive this a lot. Uh, this happens to me uh, when I played comp. People told me to stop playing comp and go back into QP. And uh, CHAP stands for Clapped Hard for Picking Hanzo. Oh, that's a good one. So there you go. Short and sweet. I can't do these long names, man. It's way is, too long. Is it still a, a standing uh, offer that when people screenshot the, the phone number in their phone that you'll uh, continue to read these across? I think you have to do something because I don't think we can stand another like three minutes of me trying to use every like every adjective that I know. <laughs> Although my English does improve. So, you know, props See, to like that. If, if I saw chat do that and I was required to do something, I'd be like, Chris hosts a podcast. <laughs> or Chris hosts four podcasts. That's possible too, only two right now, but <laughs> I could I could work on a couple more. So I have all this additional time. Uh well no, Sam, I'm gonna applaud your effort. I think you did great work, and uh hopefully you do it again next week when someone else goes and screenshots our phone number, which is six oh four four oh nine three three two four. We need to tag in Omni or our resident poem guy. No, I, I already offered something else last time. If we do get like a uh a written review, like they can either choose to go with the old fashioned route of light force reading it, or I can sing it to, to the tune of a song of your choice. So of well, choice. okay. I, we, we did get a review kind of, <laughs> it came in by email. That's a, that's a heck Wait, of a song. They, they didn't specify a song though. So I can't really do that. I think you have to do like, it. To that song. Like if it was a song, this would be like, um, it's like it's uh, a queen operatic. That's how that's how long this one would be. <laughs> American Pie. It's like an eight eight minute song, right? Well, let you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your thunder here. I'm gonna, I I want to read this because um, first and foremost, we we got a uh, an email from uh, Rockefeller. Who's in who's on our Discord and and uh, one of our uh, members of the shout out to Rockefeller the, uh, RSP uh, patronage crew, but. Uh, uh, sends us an email and it's like, uh, hey, been meaning to write you guys a, a pod review for weeks. Finally getting around to it. Absolutely no need to read this during the pod. I'm not looking for fame. Just want to thank you for all your hard work. Well, first and foremost, by saying you don't want us to read it because you don't want fame <laughs> encourages me, one, to read it because I'm childish. But two, I want to give you fame because this is 
this is a letter, man. You, you like, I shared this with you guys when we got it and I, all three of us were like blown away. So let me continue. I'm a 44 year old guy who's been playing FPS since the quake days. The clan that I started was called my little ponies P W N I E S. So, you know, I identified with the name of your pod, never thought I'd ever watch any esports, but since the start of the season, I have become obsessed and literally watched every single match for all the teams, which is a whole lot more than Sam has even done with the Vancouver Titans. That's true. I've been listening to the pod since episode 11. My initial thoughts were, what could they possibly talk about for 1.5 hours? And then, holy crow, that theme song is long. And what are these different segments? All true. Now, he then (laughs) follows up. Skip forward a few weeks, and I'm literally obsessively clicking the refresh button on my pod client starting on Tuesday night, just in case you happen to publish the pod early. New pods are one of the big highlights of my week. You are my first owl pod, that is, but I subscribed to a bunch more since then. I've got to say, Ready, Set, Pwn is still my favorite. Now I wish the pod was longer. Not sure how. Love the different segments and literally air guitar the entire theme song at the end of each episode. Also, the overall audio production of the pod is super impressive. Way better than even the most popular owl pods I listen to. Where did the theme song come from? It's great. For some reason, I picture Gris on guitar, Omni on the keys, and Sam on the drums every time I hear it. Haven't made it out to any of the events so far, but I will soon, so I can thank you guys in person. I signed up for Patreon today to support the pod. Also, I'm a professional web designer and happy to help in any way I can if you need some tech help with anything. Thanks again for all your hard work and keep up the fantastic pod. Yeah, that's that from Rockefeller. So first and foremost, uh, the where did the theme song come from? Uh, it's actually from uh, uh, someone known by uh, the name Burn7 who did a, a cover of it. We've got it linked on uh, readysetpone.com. If you go to About RSP or you go to a podcast page, I've got that shared. It's also uh, referenced in all of the podcast descriptions at the end. Uh, and it's released under a Creative Commons license if anyone is interested in uh, using it themselves. As far as the three of us playing it, um, Sam, can you play the drums? Uh, I can hit the drums. I think that's different than playing the drums. I think it's all the same thing. Omni, uh, you're definitely on the keys, right? Um, I'm more of a guitar player, but I am learning the pianos as well. Sam, you weren't there for a guy who says he's learning to play the piano. Well, he broke out into like a concerto when we were watching the, (laughs) the Titans (laughs) justice uh, match. It was unbelievable. Um, I can't play the guitar. So maybe, maybe we have to rely on Omni, you know, creating some form of, uh, a drawing, <laughs> drawing of this that we can, uh, that we can create. Uh, but, uh, no Rockefeller, thank you for, for sending that in. I mean, again, we don't, you know, read them just because you want them. If you had said, no, please don't. Um, I wouldn't have, but it's the not wanting fame. I want to give you fame because for, you know, you to say such, you know, great things about our podcast means a lot to us. I, I got to meet a number of our listeners down in the Seattle, uh, meetup and they're coming like, Hey, great podcast to really enjoy it. And, you know, I've, told each and every one of them that when they tell me that that's why we record we're not here to you know turn this into like some fantastic esports job we're not here to make a million dollars podcasting both of which would be very nice i mean we do it speak for yourself my dms are still open for that (laughs) e-transfer we we do it for for just the ability to talk about something we enjoy watching we enjoy playing like the three of us are just three guys talking about a video game and how awesome is that and the fact that people tune in and like Rockefeller are trying to refresh their podcast app on Tuesday night because there might be that chance we release which 
uh, to be very honest, would be a whole lot of hard work for me because that's when we record. That's amazing. So the more that we can, we can connect with you, please, you know, reach out to us. And again, if you want to send us an email like Rockefeller did, it's feedback at readysetpone.com, uh, or you can go to any podcast app, drop us a review. If it's on uh, the Apple podcast store, I'll see it. If it's somewhere else, you might need to let us know that it's there. But again, you send us a review and we will read it. Or if you actually ask for Omni, we'll sing it in song. <laughs> you have to request which song make that clear Rockefeller was asking for a longer pod I think we're definitely delivering on this one well actually here's a tip for that you know how you make the pod longer what you do is you find a significant other or brother or mother or sister or whatever and then you Ooh, play it again you know, double the pleasure <laughs> double the fun uh, that's that's pretty much it we're, we've, we've gone full shame here uh, but Omni I did steal your thunder final words of wisdom Remember, kids, you don't want to buy black stainless steel appliances. They'll scratch easily and look really bad really quick. What you want is a black matte finish. I've done my research. You do yours. <laughs> See, this this is why people tune in to Ready, Set, Pwn. Where else are they going to get hot tips like that? I don't know of any other podcast. That, that is a hot tip. That's talking nowhere. These things. And, you know, kids these days, they need to learn these things. Very important life lessons that here at uh, Team RSP we provide you. As for me, again, I had mentioned this earlier, you can find us at readysetpone.com, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that if you want to support us, you can do that through one of two different ways, through patreon.com slash readysetpone or through Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash readysetpone. The supporting us financially is nice, but please don't think that we're uh, begging or asking. It's just that people have continued to say, Hey, I'd like to help you guys out. I'd like to to show you, uh, you know, something in return. Okay, fine. What we're going to be doing with that uh, money is reinvesting in the podcast, being able to do more for you and provide you more to listen to, whether it is being able to head down to events like uh, I did this weekend and give you bonus content with someone like Harsha. That's the stuff that I want to do more of. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, uh, something that uh, sometimes requires just a uh, logistical planning. It uh, isn't always uh, possible, but if you have an idea of what you'd like to hear more of, please let us know as well. You can do that by joining our Discord. The easiest way to get there is discord.io slash readysetpone. And then uh, beyond that, I do want to also remind everyone that uh, we are going to be raising some money for the Extra Life uh, charity campaign as the year goes on. Uh, more details will be coming down the pipeline soon, but we are planning an all-day event where we're going to be playing video games, streaming it on Twitch, uh, and hopefully maybe you can join in, play with us, uh, maybe take part in the campaign, or maybe you might be interested in fundraising too join team RSP. The link to do so is on uh, social as well as in discord. So on behalf of Omni at Omni strife, myself, Chris at light force and Sam at another Sam Chan, it's time for catchphrase. Wait, you're still here. Why haven't you run out to your local circle K or max convenience store yet to grab one of those exclusive Vancouver Titans roster cups. With six different cups available, and only while supplies last, I'd recommend you get on your way. Those cups are available in Western Canada. Hey, Circle K is a Canadian-owned company, by the way. And the nearest store could be found if you head to CircleK.com. Oh, and one last thing before you actually do head out the door. Why not share which cup you picked up by tagging us on social media? Hit us up at ReadySetPone and let at CircleKWestCan know that RSP sent you.